Welcome to Worthy Radio, and woo, you better hold on, you better hold on to your horses. <laughs> Today, we have none other than, I can't even get my words out, Melinda Williams. We call her the spiritual gangster. Uh, Melinda is gifted. Uh, she is a certified transformational mindset coach. She's an anointed prophet of God, and because she's been leading prison workshops for many years. She's going to come to you with that hardcore words. Move your kids out the way. <laughs> this is an adult conversation on building intimacy with God and returning home to your first love. But we get raw, we get deep. And this is only part one, y'all. So stick around for this two-part series with uh, anointed uh, prophet, speaker, mindset coach. And uh, you go here in a few minutes, spiritual gangster, Melinda Williams. Greetings and welcome to Worthy Radio. I am your host, Shanley Bed, and I am so excited because we have one of my teaching partners. We call her the spiritual gangster. She brings the prophetic word, the truth that we need right now in this moment. And Miss um, Melinda Williams flows in her own way. So because this is worthy and we let people be who they are, I'm going to warn y'all. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> St. Joe Grandmother's <laughs> church conference. <laughs> something might something might get said. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little warning for the kids who may be around. Uh, and just for those who have sensitive ears, we are talking about healing. The most important connection we have, that connection with God, intimacy with God, and intimacy with ourselves. And this is really a, a byproduct of a work Melinda's been devoted to called Kingdom <coughs> romance so on today in the worthy studio we have melinda williams sharing on these principles and y'all hang on now because it's gonna get deep this is (laughs) even before we started i was like "Uh uh-oh what are we we got we got to keep remembering we're being recorded here (laughs) so welcome melinda thank you so very much and so i'm excited because we have done a lot of work together in the area of women healing really starting with that relationship with God starting with that intimacy and before you got here Haskell said well how do you know Melinda come to find out Melinda and Haskell are a sound engineer here in the Worthy Radio Studios in Englewood on Crenshaw (laughs) they both went to Crenshaw High so they had that connection but he said how do you know Melinda and I said, I met Melinda because she was doing an interview to come to one of my retreats yes. because I interview people before they come to the retreat. And I ended up saying, oh, Lord, <laughs> did you send this woman <laughs> to, to find me on today? <laughs> because she was speaking prophetically through her answers and through our exchange to things that I was going through at that point. So, Melinda, share with us what this concept is that you teach on intimacy with God. What does it mean to have an intimate relationship with God? Ooh, where do I begin? To have an intimate relationship with God is one where you acknowledge Him as your God, but there's a love relationship. And how I even got to that point. Am I close enough to the mic? I think so. I think you're okay. You sound good through my... But yeah, you might want to speak like more Directly like this. Directly to... Yeah. Okay, that's better. Um, how would I say this? I've always had an intimate relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I didn't begin to value it until I got married. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in the marriage, 
I had to learn to rely on God in ways that I never relied on him before. And that's when I discovered that for God to be our first love, he's not you know, some kind of sugar daddy or some God that you just go to to glorify him because that's what we're taught when we go to church. To honor God is to be able to say, you know what, God, I fully surrender to the purpose that I serve in your plans. Mm -hmm. What, What have you designed me for? What is this really all about? Prior to that, it was, Lord, help me. But as God started to show me who I was, I had to come to a place of understanding that he was requiring something of me. Mm -hmm. He was requiring me. Oh, these headpieces are coming up. He was requiring me to commit to the commitment unto him. So commit to to God the commitment. to the commitment that because we do commit right, but we don't commit to to the commitment. commitment. And so with that, God was teaching me how to love my husband mm-hmm. when he was off the chain. Mm-hmm. He was getting me ready for a prison ministry, and it was just kind of raw and uncut. And every time I wanted to leave, he would go. But you got a ministry with women, and you cannot leave. Ministry starts at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and no one had really taught me what I was learning from God. What God was teaching me was, hey, if I'm your first love, then nothing matters but what I say to you. Mm-hmm. Now, you may not understand it and you may not know what's to come but if you trust me and if this relationship between me and you is what you say it is then let's project that in your attitude and in your behavior right and so he kept saying to me stop seeing yourself through the eyes of your husband your husband doesn't validate who you are this is an assignment and i think you know what i wish we could speak to the fact um, that so many women, and I'll say this is more for women who haven't been married, right? Okay. Um, I don't know how many years you were in your marriage. I was in my marriage 17 years. How many for you? Uh, I think about 12. Right. And so when you have never been married, sometimes there is the, the, the fixation with marriage being the magic wand. As soon mm-hmm. as I'm married, everything's going to go away. As soon as I'm chosen, if, you know, if, if I'm married, I won't feel this. And yet... I agree that even in my marriage, there would be times that my ex-husband would come in and he would look at me and and know, oh, she don't need me. She needs God. And I would say, I need a moment. I still have to go and be with my first husband, right? I still have to Mm -hmm. go and be with the lover of my soul because mortal man can take you so far. And if you forget your source... Right, right. You punish that man mm-hmm. and, and, and you and you put the focus and the emphasis on him and then it makes a breach between you and you mm-hmm. and you know your intimacy with you and then your intimacy with God. So talk about even for women who are entering into a season of marriage, how you still have to keep first love first. How does that impact you when you don't and how does well, it impact you when you do? Well, you know, I would like to say this first. It's important that in our singleness with God, it does, that being single with God doesn't mean we're without a spouse. Mm-hmm. Your singleness with God is what does that look like? What is your relationship with God when it's just you and Him? Right. Because without that, we can't give anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Because without God, we're nothing, right? But a lot of women, and you know, no kick to the women, but a lot of women, like you said, think that when they get married, this is it. 
And I, that's what I thought. Oh, this is it. Oh, you didn't sent somebody. You didn't sent the one because I was player ham. So you know, I never <laughs> wanted to get married. So I was like, what? What it do? Praise Man. the Lord! And then I got involved. Yeah, I got involved. Was like, what is this? What? Hold on, this don't happen to me. Right. And so, our singleness with God is important because we have to learn how to be feminine. And you know. Through intimacy with God, it produces godly femininity. And what I mean by that is that we're supposed to be able to receive as women. Our spirit should be inviting. It should be soft. And, you know, I come from being raw, raw. So, you know, to and hear. And working in the prison ministries, you <laughs> right. have to have that that ability to navigate in and out of both of those worlds. But, yeah, femininity. Yeah, the feminine is a missing piece because, yeah. you know, and another thing, too, not to talk about the marriage, I'm not in the marriage anymore, but I kept looking toward my husband for what I wanted, and God kept saying, you have to be that that you want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You want to be happy. You make yourself happy. Stop looking at him. He's broken. He's wounded. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Why you didn't tell me this in the beginning? He was like, oh, well, you wasn't paying attention to that. Right. <clears throat> I'm getting you ready for your ministry. And so when I talk about singleness, it's very important that we as women and also as men understand what that is so that we can create a, a boundary around it where it's healthy. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we come to God, God, give me this, bless me with that. But we don't want to do the work. Right. People don't want to do the self-work. You know, when I was broken and I was going through, I kept asking God, God, heal me. And he kept saying, well, you're already healed, but you need to do the work. I'm like, mm -hmm. what do you mean by that? Well, you got to forgive. And also in forgiving, I think I heard you say something about the discovery. <clears throat> what I figured out is that I didn't know what I needed to heal from until I discovered it. Right. And so when I bumped into it, you know, how you know you're bumping into it is because it's disruptive. Yeah. As you said. Yeah, the disruption and the yeah. discovery. We talked about that and earlier. And you become mm -hmm. convicted like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I thought this wasn't an issue. But you yet, see all your triggers. You see the triggers, something that happened 10, 15 years ago that you haven't even entertained. But when it pops up, you got to do something about that. And so in my singleness with God, what I learned is we have to make peace when it, when it comes up. It's like that frequent flyer friend that pops up to say, you know, are you still home? When I knock at your door, are you going to answer? Right. You know my knock. You know mm -hmm, it's me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to answer the door like, she don't live here no more. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I was thinking of this thing about how misery loves company. And we tend to think about that as a person. But we get very devoted to our low places. We become very mm -hmm. loyal to our stories. We right. become, um, we can even worship in a sense um, at the, at the kind of at the feet of our old trauma mm -hmm. instead of allowing God to show us how to walk it out. And we talk a lot about intimacy with God, femininity. I think with femininity, I started teaching on femininity so many years ago, and it was almost not a foreign concept. It, it was definitely something that women were ready to receive because we can be such givers and we can be such doers and so many women are in that masculine energy if i got to i got to make it happen i got to make it happen now between us we have eight kings yeah between us we have eight sons mm -hmm. and so we've both been in the dynamic of you know having to be in situations at times your your son's fathers you know there with your boys and my boys are with 
their dad at this time and yet we understand how it can get that way where you feel like I got to do it right I have to make this happen and so when you start to talk to women about being able to receive and being receptive to the spirit of God instead of having to do everything that Mm -hmm. can be its own journey because we're not used to feeling like it's going to come through for us And so sometimes we get into these relationship dynamics and we're forcing and we're manipulating and we're pushing our way in. And I'm speaking for some of the stuff I done did, y'all. And that's a sign of unworthiness because unworthiness is like, you got to do it. You have to manipulate it. You have to make it happen because nobody's coming for you when worth can rest. And the feminine mm-hmm. energy receives, yeah. it allows, it doesn't have to chase down, beg, knock down a door. It mm-hmm. can sit and it can be receptive for what right. God wants to plant in it. So talk about intimacy with God and femininity, even in your relationship with God. Right. Well, that's why I talk about receiving, because mm-hmm. a lot of us don't know how to receive the love of God. You know, we want to be kept by God. but. We're entertaining the idea of what we think this looks like and what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And then let me say why I'm saying that. With my situation with God, when he would drop things on me, I'm like, wait a minute, that's impossible. You know where I'm at emotionally. I'm not even cut out for that. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was dealing with me. Well, I didn't ask you what you were cut out for. You say you trust me. So when I say something to you, I'm going to need you to get out there and just show up. Mm. Stop trying to figure it out before you do it because this is my agenda, not yours. Mm. Are you going to participate? Mm-hmm. Can you receive me? Right. And so what I learned from that is we become, like you say, the familiar. We, Because, you know, depression, confusion, and that low vibration, that's a spirit in itself. Yes. But, I mean, it's like, and I don't say it to demonize it, but it's not God's spirit. But what happens is when we experience it, it becomes so familiar. So familiar familiar and because we're not out saying hey i'm broken then here go that secret place mm-hmm. you know what i mean and Where, i keep returning to those yeah i'm gonna go climb things. in the bed I'm today let me keep misery let me go give misery some company right. yeah let me climb in the bed and then be honest mm-hmm. and we're motivational speakers and we're out here i'm mm-hmm. a life coach and i'm helping mm-hmm. everybody transform their lives i'm giving mm-hmm. them the skill set and i'm teaching them their skill set mm-hmm. But then there's no one for me to go to when I'm going through. So we go and we go high. Mm -hmm. And God is saying to me, he he would say to me, am I your first love? What's Mm -hmm. your first love? Why does that? Okay, it hurt. But it's something that's happening. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen to you to make you. Just let it pass by and learn the lesson from it. Because remember, I'm cultivating something for you. I'm preparing you for my plans. We didn't just stop here. You can't just make yourself a victim here. I didn't design you to be a warrior. You over here tapping out and you need these pauses and these breaks. Get your ass up. (laughs) Pick up your mat and walk. You know what? We're not designed to hold things as long as we do. Yeah. And we and, 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 and what's particular to women is we like to ruminate and we sit and we replay it and replay it and rework it and replay it in our minds. And and God is saying when you're ready, when you're ready to yeah. remember who you are and that this is this too shall pass, you can get up and move. So talk about you do have a warrior spirit. I have seen this woman. Um, first of all, I, 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 I'll have to explain in the intro, you know, your your background and all that, because Melinda is is truly 
gifted and anointed and certified and, and educated to preach. And yet there's an, there's a mantle on your anointing when you've moved in the retreats or in some of the workshops that we've done together where you can discern the spirit that you see. You don't look at the surface. I remember there's been times that we've had women women have a major breakthrough in some of our retreats, a major break, breakthrough at some of our workshops, and you're able to go in um, right when something is happening. Well, maybe some of the other trainers are like, uh-oh. <laughs> God always got us, though, right? There's always somebody on the assist. I have an amazing team of women that are gifted that... I'm so blessed to be around. And so sometimes you'll come in right in that spot and speak to the spirit behind it. Right. You'll speak to the spirit behind it. So let's speak to the spirit behind the woman who is looking for that validation and that sense of worth in a man or a person, place, or thing outside of herself and outside of a God. Because to me, that is the spirit of unworthiness. But you may see it as something else. But let's speak to the spirit of a woman who's searching, as they say, and a man, because there are Mm -hmm. men who listen to this too, searching for love in all the wrong places. What's the spirit behind that? Well, see, what happens is, and I'm going to answer that, Mm -hmm. what happens is God placed our purpose in us. So we can never be validated by something outside of us. We only can be validated by the Spirit of God. Now, it's easy to say that, but to understand it. So Mm -hmm. let me just be real transparent. Um, When we're in pain, when we don't know no better, and we're in church and we're praying, but the practical steps are not there. You know what I mean? So some people got to have some alcohol, talk on some weed, hit it and quit it every now and then. Mm -hmm. I mean, just being very transparent, Mm -hmm. trying to find their way because they don't know how to really cope because it's painful. (sighs) What I've understood is when there is a calling on your life, the hits hit home a little bit differently. And that's why that pain is so severe. And so what happens is we start looking outside for the validation because we don't know no better. Because these are people that are praying. No, these are people that are fasting. These are people that are seeking Wait a minute, I got to sneak this in real quick. Sneak it in. We we came up with a blog topic a few years ago, me and Melinda called, (laughs) when you're anointed but you got hoish ways. (laughs) So we know the anointing is on you, but you also... Maybe now, prone to wander, right? But, yeah, you know what? Let me say this because I let, let me answer your other question first before I go in. No, go with that. the flow. We'll what go are you with saying? the flow. We'll get back to it. Talking about that, this is what I've learned: the stronger the anointing that is that's on our lives, the higher your sex drive is. That's true. And so I've had to discipline that because mm-hmm. I had to bring that to God. Like, hey, you know, you designed me this way. I brought my fasting book here today. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lord, let me. You designed me stop like eating. this. <laughs> That you designed me like this. Exactly. But there's a part of me that's I got some hoish ways. Mm-hmm. This is this is 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 passed down in my bloodline. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have to pretend to be this. I'm just like this, mm-hmm. right? But how do I flow in it? I don't want to demonize it. Now, right. how do I flow in this? And I don't want to pollute my anointing. Right. I don't want to. But I'm trying to figure out who am I. Right. And I'm saying this to those that are anointed that's out there getting down because I've seen people out there getting down a certain way. <clears throat> we do it when we don't know our worth. Right. And we feel like we can't do it. We, You know, the pressures of life have come in and snuffed us out. And so what I've had to do is I've had to surrender because I ask God, okay, what do I do with this? You know, because I can't creep out and do this. Yeah, I know about the anointing. I know the word. But if I'm going to keep it 100. And God said to me, well, first of all, 
if I'm your first love again. Come at me with this. Do you want this relationship? Am I really your first love? Because if I'm your first love, then all that other stuff you're doing is that's your outward. That's the things that you learned. That's the things that you gravitated to to cope. But if you really want me to show you what I put inside you, it's going to require you to commit to a commitment so I can show you because you don't really know anything. Because you're bowing down. So sometimes it's habit. Because he straight up told me, mm-hmm. I designed sex. Mm-hmm. So if we want to sit down, you done had five kids, you don't know nothing about making love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Oh, hold on, let me go sit down and let's talk, God. Mm-hmm. Holla at me, I'll let your girl. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started showing me about femininity. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between the art of seduction and the power of the influence of God. It's two mm-hmm. different things and mm-hmm. it, cannot, it can't be duplicated. Yeah. And so... Even though I had the issues, I had to take the cold shower, I had to submit because at that point I realized, oh, wait a minute, God, you put an anointing in me to heal. Right. You put an anointing in me not only to heal a man, but also to heal the woman first because as a woman, I'm not effective if I'm not healed. And in order for me to be healed, I got to seek you with all my heart. Mm-hmm. I got to walk this out, this thing out so I can't get caught up in the sheets if I'm trying to heal. This is not Talk a part-time. Talk about being caught up. Yeah, this too. is not a part-time thing. Yeah. This is full-time. This is life. This is real life. I'm about this life. Mm-hmm. I had to learn to respect the anointing of God. It's not... Respecting the anointing of God is understanding that God puts his spirit in us and we don't get to control situations. We have to learn the flow in the anointing. It's not our anointing. It's his anointing. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. When I start realizing, and, like, and I hope I'm not jumping around, but this is what happened to me. I went through a marriage that was so, it broke me. And I was Mm. mad at God. Why would you have me in a situation? You got me praying for him. You got me standing. And the more I pray, the harder this get. Mm -hmm. I just about lost my self-esteem. And God was like, that's on you. Mm. Why is it on me? Because I told you to protect your heart. Nobody told you to come in this like that. You still got to protect your heart and use some wisdom. Mm. But I was listening to what everybody else said. Oh, God is on time. He's going to show up. Yeah, he's going to show up, but I got to show up too. Right. Right? And so what I mean by that is what God was showing me is that what I designed you to be, the only way you're going to learn what that is is spend time with me. You're not going to figure that out by how this man responds to you and, and how this person buys you gift and this person spends quality time with you. You got to spend time with me so I can show you what you made of. Mm-hmm. And so I was so broken, but God said to me, well, you had to walk this out because you have a healing anointing. And, I, and what I'm doing is I'm making masterpieces out of broken pieces, but we can't talk about this. You got to be about this. And mind mm-hmm. you, I had got my pieces. My heart is like powder. It ain't even pieces. It's, it's powder. Yeah. And God said to me, speak what you want. Create your life based on what you want. Your faith in me is your currency. You don't live based on the economy of the world you live in. You live based on the economy of the kingdom of God. Let's do this. You about this life? Holler back. And I was like, well, hold on now. What does this mean? What are you talking about? This, this is not adding up. And God's like, oh, no. Do it like this and do it like that. What he did is he, he made me learn the responsibility of my healing. Mm-hmm. Only I can control that. It's up to me to forgive. It's up to me to to let go. 
So I had to do stuff like forgive my husband, love him unconditionally. We're not even together. We're the best of friends when we want to be the best of friends. But that's just really all it is because I couldn't look at him like, oh, you did this to me. I started looking at God like, thank you for allowing me to walk this out because I couldn't I couldn't have read a book to get this. You know, no one could have told me about this for me to get the revelations that I had. I just looked this up when you were speaking, um, Luke 22 and 31, because it says, Simon, Simon, mm-hmm. you know, Satan asked me, could he sift you like wheat when you said you were powder? Can I sift him like wheat? And Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail and that when you do turn back, you will strengthen others. That's what so happened. So the enemy came and said, I want to sift her like wheat. And he did. But I pray <laughs> that when you that when you turn back around and remember who you are, when you turn back, that you can then go in and, and strengthen others. And so a lot of times when people are anxious to get this mantle of teacher or minister or whatever it is, there's a very real call to count the cost. You know, count well, the cost. Yeah, it it is. You know, um, that's how I was able to, that's how I'm able to identify a spirit and that's how I'm able to speak to a spirit Mm -hmm. because I first had to speak to them when they were with me, when they were dealing with me, when they were in me, Mm -hmm. when it was the spirits that I went into agreement with that contradict the will. We made vows. We make agreements. I'll never do this again. I'll never do that again. And God is like, hey, you need to do this. And I'm like, well, that broke me the last time. Why would I go back and do it? Oh, because this time you're about to do it with the wisdom that I gave you. Right. I didn't call you to sit over there. I called you to walk through this valley, so let's go. And it's funny because I was working with Kim. And you know Kim, one of our other trainers at the retreats, and she was doing a health plan for me. And I said, oh, well, I used to take this, you know, and it worked. And she said, Shannon, at our age, you know, we will work last week, won't even work this week. You have to be open with your eating to listen to what your body is saying you need week by week. And I think about that with God. Sometimes we're like, but this is the way God does it. Or this is what God said in that one prayer meeting. And it's like strategy Mm -hmm. is always evolving. And so in that relationship that you're speaking about, we can we can we can start to trust when something doesn't sit right or feel right and listen for new marching orders mm-hmm. because we always say oh God is doing something new but then the <laughs> other part of that is will you know it you know right, will you right. see it and so I think the beautiful thing about this relationship versus religion is like they say religion is for people who are afraid of hell relationship is for people who've already been through hell right mm-hmm. give me the relationship. But so many people will listen to you and they might even listen to me and say, but I don't even know what it sounds like. I don't need you talk about God, hearing God speak and and God said this to you and that to you. And I've had women say to me, you seem like I don't I don't know what it feels like to feel God or to sense God. How do I start to build a relationship when it it seems so far away from me? You have to be transparent. You have to be very, very transparent. And be authentic with it. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you can address it based off of what everyone else said or even what you experienced prior up to that moment. If you want to have a relationship with God, you make one. Start talking to him on a regular basis. Before you call your homegirl or your homeboy and start having a conversation to vent, vent to God. Take it to God. Right. Find moments where you put side of time. I mean, you put time aside to spend with God. Yeah. And a lot of times when I do that, I'm not doing no talking. Sometimes I just sit for hours. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. 
Mm-hmm. I may not hear anything. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where I go in and I'm talking and there's moments where I'm not saying anything because I got to practice listening for God. And when God speaks to me, a lot of times it's in the whisper. That's the most important revelation right. that I receive mm-hmm. is in the whisper. In my younger days, in my haughty days, I didn't hear a whisper. I heard a shout. <laughs> hey, I'm like, ooh, what you doing here? <laughs> you know. What I mean? <laughs> but as I matured, it became the whisper. Yeah. And there's so many distractions in this world. Distractions are loud, and the calling really is a whisper. It's very it's subtle. Last night, um, you know, we do we we have some other communities where we're into like advanced spiritual work and. We go into the fourth realm and we go into the courts of heaven and intercession and all these things. And yeah, sometimes I, I you know, I'm like, God, let, can I just, let's just talk. And, yeah. and last night I just had a very real talk with him about a matter that's been on my heart. You know, and I just said, this is what it feels like. You know, I know what you said. This is what I'm sensing. This is what's hurting me right now. And it was like, I don't want to perform. I'm not doing anything religious. I'm not trying to say the right words or end it off with a Jesus this or a scripture that. I just want to talk to my father. I just want to talk to my friend. I just want to speak to the to the lover of my soul because I don't want to talk to anybody else about it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend that it's not here. And I don't want to hide from you. Right. Because the normal thing is, oh, let me just go zone out. Let me watch my Netflix. Let me get a glass of wine. Whatever whatever the normal routine is, there are times that if if you lived with your lover or if you lived with your man and you woke up every morning and didn't speak to him and then you got in the car with him and never acknowledged him and then went home and never said anything. How was your day? Oh, here's how my day was. That relationship would not last. True. You know, but if you wake up in the morning and you say it's the old book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, if you wake up in the morning and you acknowledge your presence as well as God's, you know, Shannon, it's a new day. God, it's a new day. What do you want? You know, what do you have for me? Thank you. Acknowledge me. Yeah. And and I think with everybody wants to be acknowledged, you know, you're not going to walk in a room and just ignore somebody without them feeling like, oh, does she just, you know, and we don't even acknowledge unless we're in church sometimes we we create our own distance from God, I think, out of just the habit of not being in relationship. Well, re- I was going to say it's the rejection. See, I, I yeah. was in the pit before I can ever speak to the pit. I was in it. I lived there. Mm-hmm. I understand it. understood it well. It's the spirit of rejection. When we suffer rejection, we don't even know we're rejecting things. And so the energy that comes off of us is that we're rejecting the person that's trying to receive us. Right. And we make them feel rejected, and so quite naturally, they'll in turn reject us, but we don't see it that way. And I give a prime example of that. I had a situation with my son this week. I was trying to give him some advice. I didn't recognize it, though. He immediately started looking at a bill, and he said, oh, man, I just paid this bill, but they're, they're cutting off my insurance, and he started calling the, the insurance company. Now, I'm old school, and I'm sitting there like, did he just... Like, is he doing something else? And I'm talking? Like, what? So I'm already mad. I'm teed (laughs) off, right? I'm on one. But I'm breathing. And I say, son, you know, let me know when you want to talk. But I felt very disrespected by what you did. We're going to talk about this later. But I was pissed. Mm -hmm. So I leave the house. But I tell him, I say, you know, you disrespected me, how you handled me when I'm talking to you. I didn't like that. Don't do that again. But I understand you going through something. So... We'll just talk about it later. So I left the house, and as I'm driving away, 
before I can even pray, the Holy Spirit says, turn around and go back. Mm -hmm. He's suffering from rejection. He mm -hmm. went through something a couple of days ago with his father. Mm -hmm. And so when you went to go speak about something that's related to the conversation he had with his father, you don't know that because I didn't know the conversation. But he said he couldn't receive what you were saying because he was already prepping himself to defend himself yeah. and protect his position. Mm -hmm. So he played it off to go look at the bill, and he put his energy into, oh, my God, he I paid the bill. Up. Yeah, he put the armor up. Oh, mm -hmm. my God, I got to call them because I paid the bill, and he, kind he just cut me off. But God said that's how it appeared. But really he was just trying to keep from having a meltdown in front of, in front of you, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know that. So mm -hmm. go back. Let him know what I told you. Let him know that he is loved and accepted by you, and he's more than enough as he is. You were just giving him some pointers to add more quality to the quality that's already there. Mm. So I go in and I tell him, and he's, he can't even look at me. And he's like, wow, how did you just step into my world and just speak to me or just pour life into me just like that? And I said, it's not me. It's God because when I left here, I wanted to whoop your ass. Mm -hmm. Truth you bring be up told, that, but you bring up another point that as mothers of sons, and I told my boys when 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 the divorce happened, I said, "Look at here, <laughs> you know, it's single mamas who be you know whipping up their kids." I said, "So be patient with me," and I also said to them, "But if I ever..." put you in a place to where you feel that I've diminished you or emasculated you or wounded you, you have permission to speak. That's not okay for me to take out my frustrations in the season on you. And I didn't want to raise sons who were afraid of women or who hated women, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew I was capable of it, right? Because I have a mouth. Right, and right. so my boys have always had permission to come to me, but there have been times just like that mm -hmm. where God has checked me and been like, uh-uh, you need to go back. This is what he's feeling. This is what he's going through. And we've we've had connections with our sons and our mothering journey. And you have to hear from the Holy Spirit. Right. And if you can't hear from the Holy Spirit or you can't get clarity, it's good to go to somebody who can. There was a time that I was walking my son through a season and he had reached a point where he was struggling with anxiety. And I was like, okay, I've helped so many other people overcome anxiety and heal from depression but I've hit a road with my son I called you in mm -hmm. I was like you gonna work with Miss Melinda and I remember him feeling like you were able to see and speak to things and then you tossed him back to me and then I saw and spoke to things and even as women who may feel like oh what a man needs to be here God knows that gap is there God right, knows right. that gap is there and his grace fills in that gap but in our romantic relationships and in our intimate relationships, I want to be able to pass through God. I'm not perfect, but I want to be able to pass through God before I speak to that man. And I want to be able to pass through God before I say something to my sons or if I don't go back and say, hey, I, I you know, I was out of alignment. Let mm -hmm. me check myself. God showed me this. You know, I'm sorry. Like being able to have those kind of healthy conversations that comes from relationship with first love period well that's why i wanted to use that as an example just mm -hmm. in case anyone that's listening is you know wondering what does she mean by mm -hmm. that um if i didn't have that relationship i would not i wouldn't have been able to hear the lord speak to me i wouldn't have been able to go back to my son second point in that is remember how i felt those were my feelings mm -hmm. 
because God has called me for greatness, I, I'm learning how, I'm the pioneer of this kingdom romance thing, mm-hmm. right? So I'm learning that when things are happening, I got to also stand in my truth. So that's how I felt. But the truth was bigger than that, and I didn't see it when I was in it. Yeah, he gave it to me afterward, you know, when I drove off and I had to go back. Praise God for the experience. But it also let me know, wait a minute. I, I got to completely stay out of the personal zone all day long because this is my son. So this is intimacy. This is not just someone in ministry. This is right, my son. Right. And we having a real transparent conversation. But even in that, what I realize is the mantle over my life is that I'm his mother. And then my words is bringing clarity, is bringing healing. It's my words, but it's the words that was given to me by the Holy Spirit. So now I'm responsible for that mm. as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so, and then my next point that I wanted to share is before all this got started, I never respected men because mm-hmm. my father was a cheat and he was the, the, you know, not the pastor, but he was a deacon in the church. So it was just religion. So I grew up hating men, even though I wasn't gay, but I always had this, every man is a dog, every mm-hmm. man is this. So I would emasculate them. When I get mad, if you came at me the wrong way, I was bringing it to you the way you brought it, mm-hmm. right? When God transformed me, he changed me in such a way where I learned how to respect a man through God. It's not respecting the man, so to speak. What God taught me was, you do everything unto me. Right. So that's where the respect comes in at. You and honor. I'll give you eyes to see them the right. way I do. And, and yeah, yeah, so what he did is you talking about he took someone like me that didn't respect men, had hoish ways, He cleaned me up, and he perfected the woman in me, put me in a men's prison. And what I do is I encourage men to be the best man that they can be that God created them to be. And the powerful part about this is God said to me, you spent many years emasculating men. But now what you're going to do for my glory is you're going to build them up the way I designed you to. Speak a word of encouragement. So the title of all of my leadership is something to consider. Because as a woman, I can never teach a man to be a man. But I always say, hey, this is something to consider. Mm -hmm. And I'll say whatever God gives me. But I've been doing that maybe about seven years now. Thank you so much for listening to this two-part series with my special guest, Melinda Williams, on building intimacy with God, returning to your first love. We will see you tomorrow for part two of this talk. Hang tight. We can't wait to see you on Worthy Radio. And we want to see you as a part of our Worthy Tribe. It is a thriving group online where I'm excited to come to you each week with coaching principles from the book and from whatever God is divinely downloading to my spirit. So we will see you uh, on Facebook. Just look up the Worthy Tribe asked to join we'll let you in or you can go to theworthytribe.com we look forward to seeing you on the other side blessings